Welcome to our Daily Gun Show. We come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern and talk about guns for an hour. We got uh, Clover. No, we don't have Clover. What am I saying? We have Cycle Camp jumping in from Connecticut. Uh, thanks for joining. He's muted. Oh, we... Thanks for asking. Sorry. Sorry. It's slow on the switch today. We got Gary jumping in from Kansas. Thanks for joining. Thanks for the invite. Uh, Dog's jumping in from Nevada. Thanks for having me. Bet and Woods coming in from Washington. Thanks for having me, G. You bet I'm down here in Tucson. And did uh, Clover have a show today? Uh, that's a great question. I honestly, I looked all over for it. I couldn't find it anywhere. Okay, I couldn't find it either. So maybe you just didn't have a show. Um, we are on the Daily Gun Show, it's episode six eighty nine. We're uh, Mm, okay, Gary knew what it was. So uh, we are doing uh, episode 689. It's a Thursday, so we normally talk about uh, training on Thursdays. And uh, it's the fifth anniversary of Gun Channel, so we can talk about that. And i uh, got a bunch of people watching. We uh, consider this an effort towards the new media, so we're hoping that people will feel uh, welcome to join us with the uh, text chats that are out there and be part of the conversation. And... I don't know. I don't have much of a schedule. I've been doing a bunch of things this week, so uh, the schedule has suffered. So I don't know where we want to take it. We got training or um, CCW as our general themes for Thursday, but where do you guys want to take it? Well, uh, if you guys want to talk about training a little bit, I we were just talking before we started. I was thinking about buying my mom for Christmas, getting her. Uh, her membership to her local range so that way she can train more so training is a gift I like that idea I know my dad should shoot more I mean I should take him out but he's a retired guy he could be there when nobody else is there it's a great idea if my kids would pay for my range Tom I would gladly accept that gift I think people would go more when it's a gift because they feel like you know, they want to waste your gift. I think my mother would. She'd at least go once, which I know would be more than she's gone in the last year. And if she did get any trigger time, I'd be happy. Yeah, I kind of agree because I know my dad's from that generation and he hates to waste any money. So if I paid for it, I think if he paid for it, he'd be less likely to go because it's his money. But if it was my money, I think he'd make sure he used it all up. You could go further with uh, challenging them with like ghosts drill of the month or like a target each month, you know, a different target or go with them. 
I see that that takes to the next level. That'd be kind of a cool idea. Like give them the range membership with a box of targets that you've got different drills written on. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, I think offering to go with them is the more uh, enticing. You know, people like doing stuff together. So. Yeah, I always enjoyed the range more when my kids go along with me. It's kind of it's kind of like a gym membership. You know, you give somebody a gym membership, you never know what they're going to do. But if you give them the membership and then you say, "Hey, I'm going to the gym. Let's go together," you know, it's a become it's a whole different story. I pretty much only go to the gym, take a shower, so I'm not looking for a gym buddy. Uh, if my if my mother lived close enough, I'd drag her out to the desert to shoot with me more often. But you know, being the state away and all. There needs to be like uh, old folks uh, home teams. Or, like clubs oh. where they go to the range. That'd be kind of cool. I dig that. Or how about a uh, old folks day? Like they have ladies day sometime, maybe an old folks day. Yeah, seriously. Pick them up and take them down. And I mean, most yeah. of them probably are familiar anyway. Yeah, shoot at a bingo card, uh, kill two birds with one stone. Hey, that's a great idea. Dude, I would yeah. go to a bingo shootout. <laughs> I'm normally a fan of promoting things, but there would be like no room at any range if old folks started playing bingo at their ranges. <laughs> you put a piece of like, or wait, you tape the piece of Tannerite to the back of the winning bingo thing? <laughs> yeah, shoot, shoot out the right number and be the winner. <laughs> oh, that sounds like fun. What about giving a kid one of them calendars? Where you have to get the candy or whatever, except you uh, shoot it each month. Each is that bad? You know, my wife did something kind of like that. We had one of those little advent calendars, and she put a single round of ammunition behind each day. So every day, I got a different uh, ammo. <laughs> so you guys are telling me that the advent calendars you don't just open them all the first day. <laughs> I would have all the ammo the first day. My wife was clever. She she put the she put the one in in the morning uh, when I was still asleep in the calendar, so that all the other days would be empty if I opened them early. Yeah, when I was when I was flying to Tulsa, I had a concealed carry magazine with me, and there was this younger gal uh, in the seat next to me, and of course, I thought I was going to get all kinds of shit. And she's looking at the ad saying, oh, I really like that gun. And I give my husband ammunition for his, for, you know, he tells me what kind of ammunition he wants. And I buy it, you know, for him for his birthdays and stuff. It was, it was really great. I thought that was pretty cool. Wow. That's a relationship that's going to last. Yeah, it turns out he used to, he used to be a uh, concealed carry instructor. He used to instruct for the test. So that's pretty nice. cool. Where what part of the country? Oh God, I don't remember. That, you know that was a uh, that was what a whole week ago. <laughs> my my brain is edited out. All those brain cells already are gone. You remember being in Tulsa? Uh vaguely. <laughs> That's how we know you were really there. So going further on that uh, old folks training thing is has anybody ever heard of any classes that are like for seniors i haven't that 
might be a niche in the market that we need to tell some trainers to get on. Well, you have to have you have to have targets with much bigger circles on them. You know, like they have to have the bigger dials for the telephone and all that kind of thing. Well, I was just thinking it's a generation that's got a bunch of money. Well, that I don't know if anybody's ever put together like an like a practical senior like carry class. You know, we, we talk about training and going and running courses and stuff all the time, but I don't know anybody who's actually thought about like addressing a course specifically that for what seniors might find useful. Yeah, you got the you got the the specialized issues they have of limited mobility and you know sometimes the arthritis in the hands and it wasn't that supposed to be one of the reasons for the new 380 EZ right was to to have something they could rack a little easier and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I know my dad right. recently switched to a revolver from his uh, his car because he couldn't get the rack back anymore. I'll tell you what, that's a real thing as far as the arthritis and even the carpal tunnel and stuff like that. It makes it hard to do anything with your hands. Wow. Yeah, that's a shame. That's why I'm really surprised they don't make a larger caliber of like the Beretta Tomcat. You know, wouldn't, wouldn't a Beretta Tomcat 9mm just like be a cat's ass? There's this article from 2016 Wall Street Journal that uh, talks about People fearing crime, so they flock to the ranges. So they're trying to make it look like people are all paranoid. And uh, they got some numbers in here someplace that the number of people involved in target shooting with handguns has gone up over the years. And they keep showing mixed checks as some sort of an indication of something going up. Are, are all those the tops of all that, that pointy line there, are all those when the Democrats have control? <laughs> Is that how that works? I don't know, but I suspect some of these are when states bring on universal background checks and all of a sudden every single yeah. transaction needs to go through a NICS and then they act like it has some, you know, some reaction to politics or something. They're desperate to make sure that people think that the world revolves around their news coverage of things. Uh, then they go to say that it went up, but nothing in here um, really about seniors, just that there's a demand for seniors, but no numbers about senior citizens and what their numbers are. Yeah, I mean, I, I think that'd be, I mean, it's great that, you know, they're out there doing the target shooting, but I think a, like a, an actual CCW class on that would be a really good thing because i mean i'm my mother's never going to carry like i do and when i get older i'm not going to carry like i do you know so somebody who's older who's getting into it could definitely benefit from a class more geared towards them i've seen older people in classes but i don't think i've seen one uh specifically towards older people i think it's more of a trying to get a class to fill with older people that's true. You mean cities or something? Yeah, just just think of the the money you could make. You know, you could make like appendix carry depends. You know, with a little a little uh, gun <laughs> gun <laughs> pocket there in them. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I got him. 
I'm having an odd day. Well, that's what happens when you break your wine glass early in the night. You know, you just you get all cranky and weird. It's not the only one you had, was it? Yeah. Oh God, no shit. I got a whole cabinet full of them, but this was a this was one that didn't have a stem on it. So I fr I totally forgot it was there when I put the put the laptop on. I knocked it on the ground. But one of the one of the uh, it's funny you talk about the the old folk, but that that's how I got my Massachusetts carry permit with an unrestricted permit. Was when they asked for the justification, I told them I was old, and I was an easy target, you know, because I'm I'm old, fat, and slow. And uh, they said, "Oh, well, in that case, here, here's an unrestricted license." So I thought that was pretty cool. Okay, I need to timestamp that, and in some years, when it's my time to ask to renew my permit, I'm going to be like, "Well, he got his for these reasons, and I'm claiming the same thing." Exactly. Yeah, when I renew, I'm going to use the same language. But it is true, you know. I mean, old people get picked on a lot, so I'm, um, you know, I think it's, uh, it's pretty, uh, it's something that older folk ought to think about. You know, they're a, they're a, they're a more at risk population, you know, especially for crap like parking lot stuff and carjackings and crap like that. Oh yeah, I totally agree with you there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I know my dad's 80, and he doesn't go anywhere without his revolver now. So he, when I was a kid, I don't remember him carrying, but he started carrying after my brother and I started probably 25 years ago. All right, well, like keeping on this kind of theme, we, we've, we've touched on the older side of the question, but let's go to the younger side of the question. Would, if say you have, you know, youngsters in the family that are coming up and they're going to be old enough to get their concealed carry permits. I mean, we all, a lot of us talk about buying youngsters in the family, you know, their first handgun or their first rifle or anything, but would it be a good gift to give them like pay for their CCW class or if they already have a CCW to pay for them to take a training class, would that make a good gift? Well, I mean, yeah, obviously I would think so. I do think it's interesting, like some states, we in Washington, we don't have to take a class. You just show up at the at the 911 place and you get per, you get your your fingerprints and they send it to you in like 60 days. We don't, well, yeah, that's, that's the reason ours isn't, doesn't recognize by many states because we don't have a class. Okay, but how about in your case then, would instead of helping them get their CCW since they can get it that easily, why not like, toss in and be like, oh, hey, go, go take a front sight class or go take a Jaeger class or something like that. Yeah, because I would never take something like that unless somebody else paid for it. I'm just, I'm just too, uh, <clears throat> you know, I'm just too lazy to do that stuff. And I mean, you know, I, I listen to Dano talk about it all the time. And, and I'll tell you what, that, that sounds like some pretty harsh stuff. At least the one he took with, uh, you know, the short bald guy. Jaeger. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I've been thinking, cause I, one of my nephews, I mean, this year I'm paying for his CCW. I know I'm giving him that. Um, last year I, I helped him get his first handgun, but I was debating, you know, because his brother bought his handgun and got his CCW this year also, but I didn't help with that because he didn't ask me, but I was thinking about getting the two of them training classes possibly and having them come out and take training out by me. So. Yeah, that'd be slick if you have something local. I mean, we don't have anything like that local in Connecticut. I mean, God, we scare all of those guys off. 
Well, I mean, I, I, I'm being, I'm sort of being the cheap uncle by telling them to come take the classes by the place that's near me. So that way, instead of paying for a hotel, they can stay at my house. But well, I, I have a nephew that I've given, uh, I don't know, a shotgun and a revolver to. I mean, he's what 23 now. I mean, he's still in college, and I just didn't want him to have nothing over in college. But it does make me think about even an intro to handguns. I mean, I know he knows handguns. He shot with me and my brother for all his whole life. But, you know, those handgun classes talk about, you know, we can tell him as his dad and his uncle until we're blue in the face all the things you should think about. But kids don't listen to their, their family sometimes, but they will listen to somebody else sometimes. So that actually makes me think about that would be a great kid. Well, yeah, especially because then you're paying for them to go and not only have someone talk to them about it, but they'll actually get a chance to get some hands-on motor experience with it. And they'll have a credential instead of just, I was told a bunch of things one time by some people. Now they have a credential, a, you know, a certificate or a graduation from a class or something. Yeah, definitely. Oh, oh I didn't think of that. Yeah, I think uh, it's some of that though. You gotta you gotta take the person into account. Like, like uh, you know, I I might not be that into a, a self defense class, but I would love to take a course in long range shooting. You know, long distance shooting that would be really cool. Yeah, that would be. I just I I think there's just something really neat about being able to ring steel at you know a half a mile and do that kind of thing. I that's just it never ceases to amaze me that people can actually do that shit. All right, so I think that means that we, again, situational depending on the person, but I think we all agree training to some extent is an acceptable uh, gift. Yeah, that's cool. Do ranges have gift cards and things like that? Some do. Yeah, ours does. Gift certificates usually. And if a place doesn't have gift certificates, it's worth bugging them about it because it's not that hard to get gift certificates really yeah even even uh places that don't have formal gift certificates a lot of times allow you to pre prepay uh uh you know a, a day or a week or a membership or that kind of thing i mean they're a business too they you know they get their hands on the money that's cool too All right. So anybody have any other training topics? I was, I was curious. Um, you know, we, we always had working dogs that were, you know, hunting dogs. And I just wondered if you, I, I know a lot of your dogs, you train them for like strength and all that kind of stuff. But do you get into that at all about training them not to be gun shy and stuff like that? Uh, my so my specific uh, thing is my all my dogs have to be trained guard dogs. So yes, gunshots is an absolute must when it comes to them. Uh, it's very difficult f finding places that'll let you bring your dog in though. Oh, so so you but you do that training yourself. You don't farm that out. No, it's something that, uh, I I used to do that as part of my career. So I just teach my own dogs. Oh. Because like you don't see that advertised very much. You don't see, you know, Barky School for you know bullets and dogs or whatever. Uh, to be honest with you, outside of the hunting community, and most of the hunting community seems 
they they've been doing it generationally so they tend to already have teach their dogs for you know bird dogs and things like that uh and then the other category of dogs guard dogs canine units for police and military uh most of those training sessions aren't open to the public but it would oh, be that, an interesting that kind of makes sense yeah uh, and a lot of it you know with the hunting crowd it's probably a lot of word of mouth it's a lot of word of mouth i had a, I had a friend that had a their family dog uh was a dog that washed out like it was a puppy a hunting dog puppy and it didn't like gunshots so they just had to sell it as a you know family dog yeah that definitely happens especially if it's coming from a breeder who specifically does hunting dogs a lot of times they'll pre-train the dogs and they weed out the ones that are too gun shy hey dog forgive me if i'm wrong but you take your dog way beyond just taking it to the range you like you actually go train with the dog in multiple different places and in, in activities correct yeah my so my dog will clear a building with me to put it in short when i talk about gun training with my dogs my dog actually I do more training that replicates more of a military standard for what a canine is supposed to do. If that answers your question. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I wouldn't even know how to go about that. I could train a hunting dog, but I don't even, I wouldn't even, but I do like the idea of just uh, getting my dog used to more than just shotguns. Yeah, I and mean, you know that's again. It's, when you talk about training, it's one of those things. I always tell people, you know, you start off with the pups young, and you slowly work up the caliber. Uh, shotguns, because there's so much base, they're not as harsh on the dog's ears. Uh, right now, there's only one company that makes hearing protection for dogs, and they're relatively new. Uh, I'm trying to get some stuff that I'll tell you guys about when I get it. See if I can test it because I'm always concerned about AR-15 gunfire and the like with my dog's ears, especially in enclosed spaces. Yeah, I'm, I'm between dogs now, but I mean, I always just did the old, uh, I'd start with 22s and then eventually graduate to like a 410 and then like, and then go to 12 gauge, but I just go out in the middle of the woods and every time I shoot, you get a piece of whatever the food is. You get a treat, get a treat, shoot, get a treat to where pretty soon, like my dogs, the 4th of July, th they thought it was the greatest thing ever because they're going to get. <laughs> yeah, they're looking for the handout, right? <laughs> they're, yeah. they're not right. They're like, this is the coolest thing ever. And I, I keep the training going. So I just sit there, you know, with the, here's some more. All right, here's some more. Well, okay. and, that's, and that's exactly how you do it. That is exactly the process for starting a dog to get them comfortable with gunfire. Uh, when you start getting into more advanced stuff, like if you, when I, like I said, talking about when you take a dog to clear something or anything like that, then it's about teaching the dog where to stand and how to position. That can get more complex. But if you just want your dog to not be afraid of gunfire, you do just like you said. You start off with a twenty-two, shoot, treat, shoot, treat. You know, and slowly up the calibers until you get to where you want to stop at, or until you get to a point where you see that it's painful for the dog. So I have, a, I have a related question. Um, the last dog, gun dog I did, this is, you know, between dogs, like I said, but when I got him, it's just a little puppy. I went to like Goodwill or something and I just got a couple pots and pans and every time I'd give him a treat, I bang the pots and pans together. Is that even effective? I just, I think I just did a wide tail there. I don't even know if that even matters. Um, 
it's not a wise tale. I'm not going to say it's comparative to a gunshot because the gunshots, the sound the dog hears is beyond the pitch that we hear. I was just uh, trying, trying like loud noises equal good. Exactly. So all you, all you did was start the conditioning process for noise is something to not be afraid of. I do something real similar with puppies with a milk jug and gravel. Oh, I'll, uh, yeah, that'd be a great idea. And then I don't have to like find anything. I'm yeah. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, I mean, the dog that I have at my feet right now, he was 10 weeks old the first time he heard a nine millimeter. So, <laughs> wow, that young, huh? Okay. I start them from the as early as I can. <laughs> yeah, I might, uh, I might change because I, I think I waited, waited till they were maybe twelve or sixteen weeks before I. I mean, I did the pots and pans the whole time, but before I even was anywhere near guns or anything. So you're saying is go a little bit earlier than I did? No, you, I'm not saying you have to start that young at all. I just this dog showed at that age he was mature enough to go and do that if he if he had still been because some dogs you know at eight to ten weeks they're still very skittish or they haven't had enough of their vaccines and stuff i just happen to be in a situation where i have a dog who has a super alpha personality and from the moment he was a puppy his response to all stimuli has been to look at you and go and so i started him particularly young you, you always want to make the judgment call based off of how the dog's maturing if you have a dog that's super skittish, you might have to wait until that dog is easily, you know, maybe you have to wait until they're 20 weeks old to start, you know, until they start to get that self-confidence. Cool. Thanks, man. Okay. So we trained kids. We trained old people. We trained dogs. What else we got? We just take our dogs out and let them sit in the car when we're shooting, and eventually they get sick of sitting in the car, and they come out and hang out, and then they never cared about guns after that. There you have it. That, that works. You know, it's all about getting the dog to not care about the noise and be more interested in something else. That's why, uh, like Woods was saying about the food, or like G saying, you could leave them in the, in the car until they're ready to come out on their own. Both methods will work, um, you know. I think when we were younger and we were teaching the dogs just for field work, I remember us leaving dogs in the back of the truck and we did the same kind of thing. Well, that kept us going for quite a while, but uh, what else we got? Um, probably should come up with a gun shop. Anybody got a gun shop they've been to recently? Uh, I haven't been there recently. Let me think. What's the last bunch you went to? Well, that was the one I already did. I was Master of Arms because that's my local shop. Gary, what's uh, the last shop you went to? The last one I went to was one that was a combination of a pawn shop and a gun shop in the town where my daughter lives, but I wasn't real impressed with the inventory they had there. Is it the kind of place where they just have what people bring into pawn or what they selected from brand new stock wasn't what you're looking for? They had some new stock, but what they considered new was actually probably three, four, five-year-old models. I could tell that it wasn't anything brand new that they'd got in. So they hadn't bought anything new in quite a while. And it was highly inflated. By itself in the middle of nowhere, or 
No, it's in town. But I mean, like the only gun shop within miles, or? Uh, no, I think there's others in town. It's just the only one I've been to so far. I I'm can look. I can look it up. I was trying to figure out how come they got their prices high. Usually, it's because they're, you know, they can, or I guess they just don't want to sell their guns. Not everybody's looking to be in the gun business. They just like having an FFO. Let's see, I think they got a website. It's called the Trading Station. How much of it, ratio-wise, was guns to stereos and DVDs or whatever they had? Probably 10% guns, I would say. So I don't know that it would qualify as a gun shop, per se. Yeah, that's definitely pawn shop material there. Do they have cleaning supplies or targets or anything else besides guns? Ammo? I don't recall seeing any if they did. I'd say once a pawn shop starts getting some ammo or some... Well, targets for sure, and cleaning supplies and scopes and stuff like that. Then you could start calling them a gun shop. Just the pawn stuff, or I mean, just the guns and maybe ammo. I don't know if it, I mean they're just pawn shops. I think still. So left to right, you guys have a lot of pawn shops in your area, or no, Tycho? And he's muted. Gary? Um, yeah. No, we don't. Connecticut makes it really hard on uh, pawn shops to handle firearms. There's a lot of extra licensing and permitting and, and paperwork and shit. So we have a few, but most of them are downstate. Most of them are not up where I am. I have to, I have a, a route that I run, you know, three, four times a year. And I'll do like the southern part of the state and the eastern part of the state, and I'll make a you know I'll make a run and hit three or four shops in a day, kind of thing. But not a lot of them. Is it? But uh, since there's only a few, they're very large, or there's only a few and they're very small. A little of both. You know, there's there's one there's one place that actually has, it's a pawn shop, but it it also has. A whole separate section just for firearms and targets and ammo and stuff like that so that's kind of nice and then i've got other ones where you go down there and whatever they got behind the counter that's it you know whatever they took in whatever they took in pawn you know over the last couple of weeks that's all they've got hanging around but those are fun because you never know what you're going to find you know yeah gary got a lot of pawn shops where you're at or no well, in the county I'm at, because I'm in a fairly, fairly rural county, we don't have any cities over 3,000 in our county, so we really don't have any pawn shops in the county. But if you drive like 25 miles away and you're in Topeka, which is a pretty good-sized city, there's all kinds of them. And several of those are fairly gun-heavy. In fact, I have saw some that you could almost call a gun shop because they're at least 50% guns. So yeah, if you get if you just drive a few miles, yeah, there's all kinds of them. About dog, I've got about twenty one pawn shops. Are you in Vegas or just by you? 
Uh, by me, I have three, and then there's another uh, 18 that I know of in Vegas that I go to. And they're they're hit and miss, but you know sometimes you get really good deals on guns that people pawn off in them. Yeah, I can't imagine Vegas got to be crazy. Not only you got Vegas, so you got all those people that are going there to work, and you know get yep different kinds of transition there, and then uh, people going there to gamble. Of course, I don't know how many times they buy guns, but then uh, all those people at the was it Luke? No, what's the name of that Air Force Base? Um, McClellan. No, it's a smaller, shorter name than that. But anyway, there's big Air Force Base there, and uh, those Air Force bases usually have good punch shots around them. Or all these big bases or forts will have good air, uh, good punch shots. Yeah, see, in Connecticut, it's just the opposite. the The gun stores that used, I mean, the pawn shops that used to have guns in the big cities are the ones that stopped carrying them. The smaller mom and pop shops that are around in in the suburbs and the the less uh, what do you call it? The less uh, populated areas are the ones that tend to still carry guns. So it's kind of funny that it's it's so different here in the Northeast than it is, you know, in the more free zones. I think uh, you're talking about Nellis Air Force Base. Yeah, Nellis. Thanks. Yeah, yeah. No, um, and Vegas is like really hit and miss. Like I said, there's the pawn shops that I know about and. Most of them still will still buy long guns. Uh, not all of them will take handguns anymore, but they'll almost all take long guns. And they're great deals when you walk in because they don't pay much for them when people go to sell them. So Alex posted this one on the YouTube side, almonds.com. But I was just looking at that main page there. I don't know if I can get it to stop on that picture. Damn. I don't know if there's a way to get it to stop on that picture. But uh, that was a pretty nice-looking shop there. Uh, is it screen sharing good? Yeah. So when it comes back up in a minute here to that picture, check out the hallway, that you know, the aisle that they're looking down, and look at how they have guns above you, like hanging above you. And then notice there's some homemade pie right there. So I'm looking at all these safes. It's just a bunch of browning safes, but there's uh, guns all down the racks. But see how there's guns oh, hanging? that's gorgeous. Yeah. Wow. All these shotguns, and that's on both sides, it looks like. I don't know why this guy's standing here. Gun, uh, handguns all down this side, rifles with scopes and shit. And I don't know what's going on here, but that looks pretty cool. This is in Minnesota. Over 5,000 guns in stock. And then they have some kind of outdoor thing going on here with homemade pie. And there's the building, so it's a pretty, pretty big place. Uh, dude, if I can get a, pie, a piece of homemade pie and a gun, I am sold. Heck yeah. Yeah, pretty nice look, pretty cool looking shop. No other pictures, though. Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, closed on Sunday. Yeah, you can do. All right, so there's a couple of gun shops. And did we get to Woods? You got pawn shops by you? Oh, yeah, we've got tons of them. I never made the connection that they're more as we get closer to Fort Lewis. I know it's called Joe, it's Joe Lewis McCord now, but uh, like on my way to work, because I drove towards the base, there's more of them as I go go south. And I could think of just driving to school, I could drive by four or five. And now those ones are, it's kind of a shady neighborhood, so they're not, they're not great. They're not great, but uh, 
some of them you get, like you said, you get a pretty good deal if you know what you're looking for. But um, but I never noticed that there was more of them as you get closer to the base. I don't even know if there's more pawn shops near a base, but the pawn shops near a base will have cooler shit sometimes because there's uh, people that go travel the world and get all kinds of interesting stuff. And then uh, they're into guns and uniforms and surplus stuff. Yeah, I've always found uh, to coincide with what you're talking about them having cooler stuff, especially if you're in if you're into knives and things. Ones near military installations are always better because they have all kinds of cool, weird blades and stuff, as well as guns. All right, then. All right, so uh, I guess that'll be it. That was a bunch of stuff, and we tried to talk about guns every day. We did it. And also, it's fifth anniversary gun channels. I guess we didn't talk about that very much. But I want to thank the people that did uh, take the time to post some stuff. Gary went out and bought a candle. Uh, somebody else, who put the cupcake? That was Patriot put the cupcake or something together. Mm -hmm. So a couple other people did some graphics and things. So uh, it's pretty cool. And uh, thanks, everybody, for being part of the show. People that show up and watch the show live. Uh, that's what it's all about. People that listen to the show in the future. You know, we don't know you're out there unless you participate in some way. And uh, using this fancy internet, you don't have to just be an audience. You can be part of the show. Uh, leave us comments out there on the different platforms that you might find it. Or get over to Gun Channels and contact us over there. Be part of the other conversations that are going on. I guess you can always email us at dailygunshow at gmail.com. Anybody got anything going on you want to talk about before we head out? Yeah, I'd like to say, uh, you know, happy birthday to Gun Channels. Thank you for making it, G. I'd also like to say that, uh, you know, if you guys are interested in joining into these conversations and you want to get away from the YouTube overlords, check out uh, gunchannels.com, the number one social media platform for the gun community currently online. Check out guntube.org, which is brought to you by our very own member of Gun Channels, uh, Mr. Nightstrike. And then go on, check over GunStreamer. Those are both beautiful alternatives for you. Check out alternative platforms like BitChute. If you want to talk about dogs, check me out at MuscleDogMafia.com. And check out all of your favorite content creators, especially your 2A content creators. And uh, show them some love and give them some likes. Very cool. We also want to throw anything out there? Um, I just, I'd like to add the what... To dog, what Dog said is uh, go over and if you're watching this show and you're not part of gun channels, what are you doing? Go over and join. There's some really great people there. I've learned so much in the, what, six months I've been around that I can't even believe it. So it's a great community and uh, happy uh, channel anniversary. Right on. Yeah. I mean, to add on that, it's not, it's not an app. It's not some kind of functionality. It's not a beautiful, fancy, state-of-the-art anything. It's just a bunch of people, and you use the platform to get together and chat and uh, share pictures, share stories, and uh, when necessary, all pull on the rope in the same direction. So, yeah, it's been a great ride. Uh, looking forward to five more. The guys and gals of gunwebsites.com encourage you to take a CCW class every year, practice at least once a month, and carry every day. Thanks for watching gunwebsites.com.